and welcome, I'm Jo. And I'm Mark. And you've joined us for Stage Door. Door. We have another fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info into all those going on nationally, locally and digitally. And we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. Then, of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show. Where we are asking you the, to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then there's the, our quiz. I hope I can get as much right as I did last time. Well, let's see. I've made it trickier. Uh, you'll be fine. Uh, later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. And then don't miss our spotlight interview with Joe Interviews' Max Amelian Marston, currently touring with the Lord Chamberlain's Men. And that's all coming back. Back? It's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. So, Mark, welcome back. Hello. How Thank you, you doing? Thank you for having me back. That's all right. So, Roddy's having another week off, and next week, he's going to be with his mate Al, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's cool. And I get a week off, kind of. Um, so, um, Mark. Yes. What's been happening in your world well, Maybe we should remind people who you are. So you're Mark Hartley. Um, you are the M of Jam Theatre yep. in Marlow. Um, I am the J. And uh, yeah, so that's who you are. You're mega talented, multi-talented, can do so many different things. Um, but let's, let's just talk. I mean, you mentioned, thank you, that Maximilian Marston's interview is coming up later on in the hour. And I'm really glad that we're doing that because last week there was a little bit of a hiccup and the show wasn't played at the time it was meant to. And I, I do think it was played at some point because somebody did answer the name of that show, which is really cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and they got it right as well. Um, but just the interview section, we are live here in um, Marlowe and River Radio, uh, stage door. Welcome, everybody. Um, we are live, uh, but I do want to play that interview again just so that everybody can hear it because it's a really great interview. He's, you know, somebody who has been in Marlowe as well and he's touring and he's a great actor. Just want to showcase that again. Uh, and uh, his show is this Sunday somewhere? This Saturday is oh, Saturday, in Basingstoke, yes. Yeah, so it's quite local. And I'm going. Yeah, because he's touring all around the country, isn't All he? around the country, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Fab. So, but you're okay? You're doing I'm right? good. I'm really good. I'm busy, but, uh, you know, the industry's working, uh, waking up, isn't it? It is. It's exam results next year, week, oh, so I've, I'm feeling for all of those younger people at the moment. And yeah. I get that. I get that completely. Anyway, let's go to Name That Show. Let's get everybody up and running, okay? We're going to do our first example of Name That Show. Okay, Mark, can you tell me what this is? It's quite an iconic intro. Yeah, um, I think people might find that quite tricky. It, 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 it sounds quite similar to quite a few things out there in modern time, but it's... Okay. Isn't it? All right, shall we do it again? Yeah. Have a listen. Oh, I think they need to hear the singing, right? Do you? Well, they can wait for the next little example. But this is Name That Show, not Name That Song, not Name That Instrument even. Um, (laughs) If you can tell us what show that 
comes from so far, I'm going to be dead impressed. Uh, you can email joe at river.radio and let us know your answers. And then I can, you know, boast about your wisdom to everybody on the air. There we go. Fantastic. Um, so before we lift the curtain, let's have a little little chat about who we are. Okay, so Mark, um, I thought we could talk today about careers that we haven't done ever. Right. And ones that we would like to. So both you and I, if we list all, that's a nice little email coming in, great, fantastic. Um, If we list all the creative jobs that you can possibly do. Yes. Which we have done. Yes. And sort of go between you and I, we have done every single one of them, haven't we? Quite a lot, yes. Yeah, pretty much between us. I think, we've and I think, a, I think a lot of people who are creatives kind of worry about the fact that they've done lots of different types of creative jobs. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we sort of grew up thinking that was a bit of a failure if you weren't a master at something and yeah. you know specialized in one area. Now we're realizing that no, 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 no. We need to be able to have our hand adapt at everything. Absolutely. Um, well, especially is- going into three lockdowns. <laughs> Yes, I think we all, even people who didn't think they had more to them, found out that they Absolutely, did. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I think it's the way the world's going anyway. I think we do need to um, stay creative, stay curious, stay exploring, don't you think? Yeah. Well, creativity is in everyone, isn't it? But, uh, you know, and, and that's a really great thing and we should harness that and we should encourage it and however that creativity comes out. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, so... I am going to talk about what I would like to do. Okay. okay. Um, so I have, yeah, I've done lots of different jobs, mm. but I think if I could choose a job that was something I've never done, I would like to be, why are you looking like that? I'm trying to think because you're going to come to me. So I I'm, am. I'm desperately trying to think what, you know, this, this is sprung on me. So that's great. It's not sprung on you. It was in the list. You yeah, but I didn't read the okay, script, did I? Right, before right. this yeah, like, anyway. anyway. I want to hear yours. <laughs> Mine would be, um, I know this is a weird one, but fashion designer. Yep. Now, I, I can't that. sew, all right? I have to get people to do stuff for me. And there's a couple of amazingly talented people nearby that make fix costumes or adapt things for me. Uh, Diane Sutton, Steph Sutton and Tabby Moss, yeah, to name them, actually. Yeah. Um, did you know that Tabby, bless her socks, has been on call for um, the costume department in Tina? Oh, wow. In the West End, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, she's a Muller girl. Well, not anymore, but <laughs> she was. Um, so I would like to do, I really like architectural fashion and I would probably want to... This has got nothing to do with stage doors <laughs> necessarily or shows, but I would love the ability to um, design and make sort of interestingly shaped clothing. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but especially for the curvier woman. Yeah. Um, because often we can look like we're wearing a sack. So, I'm, you know, this might be another career for me later on. If I could find somebody to sew the designs and the ideas that I have, then I think I'd be laughing. What about you? Uh, well, for strangely, mine would still be in the creative arts, but, but again, it's like making stuff. Because, sure. I, I mean, obviously I do a lot of set design and mm. having to build set scenic pieces and stuff like that. But uh, I'm really – there was there's two shows um, – 
I can't remember what the jewelry one was in was on BBC. So you can it's still on iPlayer, but there's a show about jewelry makers, like a competition, a bit like Bake Off, but then making jewelry. It's well worth watching, and and it's just fascinating to see their creative process and them making okay. these beautiful pieces of jewelry for people and bespoke stuff. But also, there's a great show on Netflix called Glow Up. No, uh, Blow Up. Blow Up. Sorry. Yeah, they, Glow so Up is m- the makeup one. Yes, I know, Which but it, it's called Blow Up, and it's glass blowing. And I told a friend of mine, an artist, about it, and she says it's just like you've, there's two series on it. You've got to watch it. But like, I want to do glass blowing now after watching that show. It's it's just incredible what they can do. Well, this is a really interesting thing because as a professional trumpeter, you now have the lungs. <laughs> To do that job. Well, I haven't played for a while, but yeah, it, it, well, it did look like they were playing very long trumpets. Yeah, but wouldn't you have to have an amazing breath control for that? Well, yes. I a mean, lung capacity. Yeah, I mean, everything. And and the fact that it's just so, like, on the, like, like that it could break and smash at any point. And it was you just, really want to live on the nerves well, edge. Well, like no, maybe not that bit, but maybe in my own speed. Certainly not doing a competition, <laughs> that's, that's, that's for sure. All right, well, let's tell our gorgeous listeners um, what is happening around the place. And that's a lovely music where we're tiptoeing around backstage to find out what is happening. So let's talk about local news first, Mark. Yes. Well, I've got. Can I do my one? Yeah, first? go for it. So this is because I'm going to have to put it in there quickly. Because if you want tickets, you're going to have to be very, very quick. Because um, I believe they were only advertised yesterday. But Russell Brand's at the El Giva Theatre for mm-hmm. two shows. The first one's already sold out on. Uh, Thursday the 12th of August he's doing a show on the Sunday the 15th and my understanding is because I've I've searched for it and I think they might be because lots of comedians do small theatres and venues before they do a big national tour and I think lots of comedians are doing that as we saw with Pub in the Park yes like you're not Pub in the Park sorry um the Alfresco Alfresco Theatre which is the same guys yeah that do that those festivals but like you know these these guys are now all warming up for Mm. like big arena tours funnily enough my pick of the week is one of those as well yeah and like we i don't know we, we must be blessed with all of these people living locally i know russell brand does yes. i think live locally um because he's at the elgiva in a very nice small theater in chesham yeah in chesham doing his show so um but they're selling out very quick because so it's a small theater. the 15th of august yeah only tickets available i think for the 15th at the 2.30 show. Okay, okay, good to know. Thank you. Well, let me tell you some other things that are around and about. We have um, at the Watermill uh, Theatre, so watermill.org.uk, on the 10th and the 11th of August, so that's just, you know, around the corner, yep. The Hound of the Baskervilles is on. I've mentioned it a few times. And don't forget, it's based on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's um, writings. Yep. So, you know, you can have a little bit of a mystery, and I it's very think. Oh, I very think, <laughs> yeah, I very much think it is a family event. So the kids could really enjoy, you know, dressing up as Sherlock Holmes or whatever and getting involved, you know. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. It should be really good fun. At Norden Farm, there's some kite making workshops as well, which should be a really good thing to see. Yep. And do and make. And that's pretty much every day they've got stuff going on. So go to Norden.farm to have a look at the workshops that they have. They've obviously got some films on as well um, and some live theatre. So have a look at that. Kenton Theatre in Henley, um, 8th of August, uh, 2 pm and 6 pm, they have the play The Lion Inside. And that's a beautiful young children's theatre show uh, with puppets and actors and everything like that. And I think that would be really gorgeous. So that's at the Kenton Theatre on the 8th of August, 2 pm and 6 pm. If you don't know what to do with your kids, 
that's what you can do. And that's only on Friday. No, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, the August. and we've got stuff coming up on in Wickham on Friday and Saturday. Okay. So the Hybrid Festival, I think you've spoken to the people behind the Hybrid yeah, Festival. Yeah, I've talked about the Hybrid Festival at Wickham Art Centre pr- pretty much the last few weeks. Yeah. But quite a while ago, I interviewed Azolt and David from Sign Dance Collective. So tell us about... Well, I, I've actually been working with them, like meeting up with them, and it's fascinating what they're doing because yeah. um, some of my technical theatre students are helping them out oh, at brilliant. the Wickham Art Centre. The Wickham Art Centre is just on... Desborough Road. I mean, it's culturally rich, that area. Mm. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, the festival is um, got events, about six or seven events over the next three weeks, including their own, their sign um, dance company doing um, doing one. Um, but it kicks off this Friday with... Um, a Tomorrow. S- yes, with some kind of like, it's kind of a um, carnival themed thing. So they've got like uh, the steel orchestra, um, a samba drum workshop, <laughs> um, uh Lots of Caribbean food out in the garden of the art centre. And it also then finishes with um, a dance performance inside the the art centre, which is this massive converted church. It's 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 beautiful, stunning thing. Um, Also around um, an art exhibition. Um, and then the Saturday night, they've got like, um, they've got, it's going to be, I'm worried about the technical, but it's going to be great. We're, we're, we're making <laughs> what sure asked of you? <laughs> every cable is, is working, but um, they've got um, a, a company that is going to do some live performance in the space, in, uh, in the round with people okay. all around them. And then they've got a New Jersey. So it's like a comp- completely like joint performance yeah. with an American company that's going to be then zoomed in. That's right. And it's going to be like a kind of. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's going to be a very interesting evening of arts but it's you know it's just on our doorstep and we really need to support these art centres yeah. as they open up absolutely and of course one of our students BB Sutton Clark is going to be dancing yep. in this festival as well yeah so lots of like quite well known kind of art artists and dancers performing in this festival but also local talent being showcased as which, well, which is, is fantastic very important that's awesome um fantastic so that is a lot of the local stuff that is happening um let's talk about the national let's talk about national theater actually let's do that after this fantastic song Oh, I just know I 
Any ideas? Oh, sorry. Start a fire <laughs> from La La Land. <laughs> yes, it was. It's a, a very famous film, but I've actually never seen it. Oh, look, even the opening scene. I know, but it's one of those kind of films where people have hyped it up so much that I'm actually being kind of quite stubborn about not watching it. Oh, get I don't over want yourself. To I don't want to, you know. Get over yourself and watch it. Even just watch the opening, okay? Because okay. it's this giant traffic jam at the beginning that turns into the most amazing, amazing, amazing number. Anyway. There we go. Let's talk about national news today. What is going on around the nation? I don't know. You tell me. Okay. Well, I'm excited. There's this uh, play called Catching Comets that was in um, Edinburgh Festival in 2019, because obviously we haven't had one in 2020. And it's transferring to London. It's a one-man show. Uh, the writer is Piers Black. And it's a play that's got two stories played at the same time. One of them is a disaster movie about falling in love and the other one is a rom-com about the end of the world. So mm. those two things happen at once, but it's a one-man show. So I'm quite curious as to how this is going to yeah, come across. Do that? But it did really well in Edinburgh. It's funny and engaging. It's got really good reviews. And that's on from the 14th to the 19th of September at the Pleasance Theatre. Right. Now, once again, Pleasance isn't right in the heart of the West End, but it is a great theatre. We've seen lots of things yep. there. And we need to, once again, support these just on the fringe kind of external theatres as much as possible as well. So that's exciting. Um, Anything Goes has got an extension at the Barbican. Sure. Do we know whether or not we've had an apology from the lead actress oh, what, from that show? Why? What's going on? Oh, come on. You do know about this. Do I? You probably... Yeah. I, I'm sure someone's told me about it, but I've completely forgotten. Uh, <laughs> Ryan would have mentioned it many a time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what it is now. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anything goes. If you like that genre of music, um, I mean, Sutton Foster is over from Broadway playing the lead at the Barbican. Uh, it's been extended, so enjoy that. Um I'm also excited that uh, Hamilton's back in three weeks. It opens on September 7th. Well, who? There are tickets available. Oh, wow. Uh, it's at the Victoria Palace Theatre. Um, so you can go and see that. If you haven't seen Hamilton, um, obviously it's quite... Mark is a musical theatre historian, which you are. Yes. <laughs> That's a, a weird title, well, but maybe, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I are. Say, yeah, yeah. You are. Um, you could even talk about... Maybe next time you're on okay. about what that uh, musical has done for the history of musical theatre because obviously it changed. Sure. Things. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't need you to go into a two-hour lecture. It's on very it right difficult now. for me not to. I'm ha- having to hold back, but yeah. Uh, 
It's definitely it's definitely one of those shows which is a turning point within our industry. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So if you want to be involved in a bit of history, I suppose, and you want to watch it, yeah. go watch it. It's at Victoria Palace Theatre opening again on September 7th. It's really, really great. We know some of the people in it. Um, so, I, you know, I must go again. I must go again. Yeah. Um, Phantom of the Opera obviously is now opened with the gorgeous Lucy St. Louis playing Christine. Which is absolutely incredible. It is incredible for the first, you know, black woman to play Christine, but also the fact that she dreamt of it when she was a tiny girl. And I've seen the photos of the opening night and and the curtain call and her uh, being so deeply moved and grateful. Um, it must be an incredible feeling, um, and I think it's. I believe it's a it's a new staging as well. It is like, new staging, new orchestrations, which is a little bit sad for me. I agree because I agree historically, um, it it was one of the most beautifully designed using all the old fashioned mm. ways. Like I, I want desperately used to use it as you a way took of teaching. Students, didn't you? Yeah, because they it. used to use old cranks and like like all the old techniques of moving scenery and staging, and, and but yet they still managed to create this amazing field. And I've forgotten the original designer's name, but she was a she sadly died um, not soon after designing it but she oh. was she she designed the costumes as well so i would love to see it but i have to say the new staging of lem is was incredible the new okay. staging of miss saigon was incredible so i'm assuming cameron has got it right with angelo weber and and that it's probably an incredible you know well i want to go and, of it i definitely want to go and see it because i want to go and support her especially yeah um but i'm i'm curious as you said about the new design and that is phantom of the opera that we're talking about at the moment uh we have some tours happening cool. as well. Yes. So just a reminder that Priscilla Quinn of the Desert is on tour. And that is really going, uh, you know, to, like it's in Oxford, if you want to go there and see that. Um, but have a look online as to where it's going. But it is a really fun, quirky show. Yeah. And if you're into, um, you know, something a little bit left field, a little bit more interesting, a little bit more creative, very visually beautiful and fun, and you want a really good laugh, that's the kind of show to go and see. Um, Dirty Dancing is also now on tour. It's starting on August the 28th and it's starting off from Blackpool. Now, you know, I think Dirty Dancing can be a bit of a Marmite show. Yeah. <laughs> not, not my cup of tea um, or my friend Kirsty's. Um, but <laughs> um, I rewatched the film recently, actually. I don't know why. I don't want to know why. That's no, I don't know very why. curious. I don't know. It just ended up being on, on and okay. I just watched it. And um, okay. well, yeah, I don't know why it had all the hype at the time, but anyway, that's that's. I'm sure the musicals. But once again, fabulous. there wasn't anything like it at the time. Was yeah, there? no, exactly. Um, anyway, and bed knobs and broomsticks, of course. Woohoo! Is yes. about to. This is this is big because it's Disney's new big show. So if you think about other Disney shows like Lion King. Give me another one really quickly. Oh, well, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Thank uh, you very much. I, I mean, look, yeah. all of them. Um, so, Aladdin, everything. Thank you. I just had a little mind blank, so thank you for being That's there. That's okay. Um, so Bedknobs and Broomsticks is the new big Disney thing. Now, we have been fortunate enough to see a little tiny bit of the set. Oh, I'm not sure. Are you allowed to? say that you know, okay we're... maybe we haven't seen the set <laughs> um but oh my goodness that excited me yes it looks wow. absolutely beautiful wow yeah and yeah. it does give you the um an indication of the size not as in physical size but 
uh, the weight of this show. The, uh, and the complication of trying to tell that story on a stage because it's, it's you know, one of those... The great thing about Disney is especially with their early films where they did live action with animation Mm -hmm. was that they took us into worlds which you know was impossible to go back in the 19 well when was it really released 1970s i think uh the original film um and it's you know but but because it well, I won't give too much away, but, it, you know, it, it's that kind of like the Mary Poppins thing of suddenly them being in a, a wonderful, different world with sure. dancing penguins. And how can you do that on stage? And it is incredible how they're, they're managing to pull it off. And yes. Make and, it look stunning. And obviously, we highly recommend it. Um, and all the creative teams there, they've been in the rehearsal room. I know, the American creative team. Yeah, yeah orchestrating the music while they're rehearsing. I mean, it's just an incredible experience for that cast to do, be the, the first cast to be involved. It is. And, and especially because our daughter is one of the cast. Yes. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's head to our pick of the week. Um, but after this. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Henley, Reading. Okay, Ta-da. The voice, River Radio, of the Thames Valley. Okie dokie, so our pick of the week. Mark, I wanted to flag up another local comedian. Now, you spoke about comedians early on, about how they're trying stuff out before they go on the national tours. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah Millican has just started touring as well, and uh, has been at Wickham Swan and things like that. So there's some really great people out there. Jenny Eclair. Do you remember Jenny Eclair? Oh, golly, of course I do. She's <laughs> absolutely... Lo- she's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's just says it as it is. I kind of feel um, a bit... Oh, I don't know... She, for me, she's one of the thing which I I know about her is yeah. that she's one of those comedians that even comedians love. Uh, yeah, like she's she's one of those kind of stable comedians that just everyone loves and so, respects. She's about to go on tour with her new show, Sixty in brackets FFS so I'm not going to say what that is online. Yeah, no, I, I think we but, can guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she can you believe that she is sixty? which is still a year younger than Madonna, funnily enough. Wow. So there's a little bit of trivia for you. Um, And comedian Jenny Clare confronts growing old disgracefully. Now, you may know her from ITV's Loose Women, I'm a Celebrity, BBC Two's Grumpy Old Women. Um, She's also an author. She's got five highly acclaimed novels as well. And her stand-up shows sell all throughout the world, even good old Australia. Um, Now, I like um, how she's very open about everything, um, whenever she talks about anything, which I think is brilliant. Funnily enough, she was also the first woman to win the coveted Perrier Award. Yep. As well. Yes. So, yeah, so she's now turning 60, but growing old disgracefully. Me being 54, I'm thinking, okay, uh, you know, if, if I'm as cool as she is when I turn 60, I think I'll be quite pleased. Yep. But this is at Norden Farm, around the corner, wow. in Maidenhead. How fantastic is that? Saturday the 14th of August at 7.30pm. Once again, she's about to do a, a whopping big tour. So I, I, I think it's similar to what Russell's doing in the old Giva. Farm. go and get your tickets. Saturday 14th of August at 7.30pm, Jenny Eclair. So that's my pick of the day. So don't forget, coming up later, we have an interview with Max Marston, currently touring with Macbeth. But now it's time to reveal our pick. Oh no, we've done that. We have done. I, Do you know what? I've just done it in the wrong order. I'm sorry. I've messed up. Don't need to worry about anything, my dear. What's coming up now? Oh, name that show. It is. Yes. Name that show. 
tiger in a cage can never see the sun. This diva needs her stage, baby. Let's have fun. Okay, that was all you got. That was short. Yeah. Yep. Can't muck around. Do you want it again? Yeah, go on. A tiger in a cage can never see the sun. This diva needs her stage, baby. So this diva needs her stage. Yeah, I think people might think it's a more modern musical than it actually is, if that makes sense. Okay. But, but it'd be interesting to see if, you know, people are getting it right. Yeah, well, I need people to email in at joe at river.radio. Tell me what you think it is, guys. Tell me what you think it's it from is. from another very... Oh, I'm, I'm, don't, oh no, I don't want to give it away, No, do shush, what are you doing? No, I won't give it away. What are you doing? No, you can't do that. Anyway, lovely people, this is River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android. Just search for River Radio Live. And you can even tell Alexa, play River Radio Live. Alexa, please. Um, and we've got Listen Again on our website. We're a podcast on Apple Spotify. We are doing awesome here on River Radio and there are so many fantastic programs. You must, must, must have a look at the website. Try a program that maybe you haven't even dared to listen to before. You know, that we've got so many people with really great ideas and topics to talk about. Just try something. Have a look. Have a look and see what we've got. Right. So once again, if you think you know what that um, example was, please I'm just going to play it one more time, actually. Have a listen. A tiger in a cage can never see the sun. This diva needs her stage, baby. Let's have fun. And that is all anybody is going to get. Because now, Mark. Yes. Got pen and paper. We're about to do the quiz. Oh, dear. Now, normally I sort of try and put Roddy, you know, on, not what, what, what I try to do. I try and make it a little bit tricky, but also a little bit, yeah, he knows that, he knows that. I mean, he knows a lot You're more than I do. just show him up or catch him out. Uh, catch him <laughs> out might be the answer, but I'm going to do the same to you because last yeah, week I, I, I feel I was really, last week, last Two time you were ago, on, yeah. I feel like I was really genuine. Genuine? Generous. Gen- generous, yeah. Oh, my word, I can't speak today. I've only had half a coffee, people. So. Yeah, I didn't get you a big enough coffee. <laughs> is that what it is? Okay, so question number one. Yes. And, and there's a choice of four answers for each one. So I thought it'd be really cool because I don't think you could get this otherwise. All right? Oh, okay. So, um, so you've yeah. got a choice of four. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Which West End and Broadway musical has Believe as its tagline on the poster? So which West End and Broadway musical has Believe as its tagline on the poster? So the choices you have are Ghost, Sister Act, Prince of Egypt, and Book of Mormon. Okay, so write down. Believe as its tagline on the poster, Ghost, Sister Act, Prince of Egypt, Book of Mormon. Which one could it be? It could be any of them, really. If it was a visual thing, I'd probably get that one. But I'm not okay, sure anyway, words, that's number one. That's Question good. two. Waitress. When we spoke about Waitress, it was um, on our show last week. Oh, I might need to do that one again. And the Waitress has pie names. She names the pies, okay? So which one is not one of the pies? Which one is a made-up one? Okay. Time to say goodbye. <laughs> got my vote rhubarb. <laughs> Hang on. Got my vote rhubarb compote pie. 
Number okay. three, red, white, and blueberry pie. Yeah. Marshmallow mermaid pie. So I'm going to read those again because I didn't do a very good job. Uh, the first option, time to say good pie. Two, got my vote rhubarb compote pie. Red, white, and blueberry pie. Marshmallow mermaid pie. Which one isn't in the show? Okay. Okay. Question three. Which of these US sitcoms has Lin-Manuel Miranda not appeared in? Okay. Ooh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Recreation, or Modern Family? So which one of these US sitcoms has Lin-Manuel Miranda not appeared in? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Recreation, Modern Family. Okay, question four. Oh, my goodness me, this, this, is a, this, is not, this is not fun anymore. This is a roast. No, no. Roddy, please come back. If anybody wants to help him out, come on in. Uh, at which school, this is the question for, which school was Andrew Lloyd? I'm so sorry about this. Which school was he at? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Which, which school did he do Jesus Christ? No, not like that one. The Joseph, Joseph at. Oh, no. Come on. It's Just, actually in my historical notes for my teaching, but actually okay. I can't. I don't, do you I listen to what you teach? No, no. No, it's not like a listener. It's just, I never say it. Okay. It's one of those random facts. That you just yeah, well, it might come back to you. Here we go. So at which school was Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat first performed in 1968 when I was one year old? Was it Collet... I wasn't born. Anyway, never mind. Okay. Uh-huh. Collet Court School, Wood Lane High, Tabernacle School or Orchard House School? So which one had Joseph first? Was it Collet Court School, Woodland High, Tabernacle School Orchard House School. And the final question, name two actors currently starring in Constellations at the Vaudeville Theatre. Okay. And there's no multiple choice in this one. So name two actors currently starring in Constellations. I've mentioned it so many times. So is Roddy because we can't wait to see it at the Vaudeville Theatre. Okay. Any two. There's eight to choose from. I'm trying to remember faces on the poster now. Yeah. That's all I've got. Okay, well, that might help. All right, so you have uh, this song to have a think about those things and give me your answers after this song. Here we go. Well, there's a party going on in the basement, a party going on on the roof. The kids are all psyched, the pot's all spiked, and even the water is one
And that was Tear Down the House from the musical Memphis, sung by Killian Donnelly. Okay, so now we're going for the answers. Time is up. Now, I do that for Roddy because that's the little sound effects he likes adding in. Okay, so the first question was, which West End and Broadway musical has Believe as its tagline for the poster? What did you choose? I went for Ghost. You are correct. Oh, phew. (laughs) It seemed the most logical one, but... Yeah. Okay, well well done. Okay, question two, waitress pie names. Now, we've mentioned that, you know, each pie she names them affectionately, but which one wasn't one that is in the show? So we had time to say goodbye, got my vote rhubarb compote pie, red, white and blueberry pie and marshmallow mermaid pie. Okay. So this is difficult because I didn't particularly enjoy the show. Okay. I'm controversially going to say. Okay. But uh, I'm going to go for the marshmallow one. Unfortunately, no. <sighs> I thought marshmallows weren't called marshmallows in America. You see, that's oh, why no. I went for that one. Interesting. Anyway, so which no, one was it? The, the one that was made up is time to say goodbye. But that's a, one of the best names of a pie. Well, you should have been the writer and then there it would we have go. been more fun. <laughs> anyway. uh, question three. Which of these US sitcoms has Lynn Miranda, sorry, Lynn Manuel Miranda not appeared in? We had Brooklyn Nine-Nine, How I Met Your Mother, Parks and Recreation, Modern Family. What do you reckon? Well, I'm going to kick myself if I get this wrong because I've said Parks and Recreation. That's correct. Because I've just finished watching that whole seven series, so I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't in that, but I, I've well seen all the others. So. so you got two out of three. Yay. You're doing really well. I yeah, did... and then it's going to go massively downhill no. now. Because... No, 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 no. Okay, so question four. What was the school that Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Joseph first performed at in 1968? We had Collet Court School, Woodland High, Tabernacle School, Orchard House School. What would you go for? It, I went for, I'm going to go for just Tabernacle School. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, no. It was Collet Court School. Oh, that was my second choice. <sighs> I just felt they sounded posh enough okay. to be that school. But anyway. All right. And finally, name two actors currently starring in Constellations at the Vaudeville Theatre. Now, there's four casts of two. Yes. So there's eight people to choose from. Who are you going to go for? Well, I can't say their names because I'm dreadful at this, but That's I'm, okay. not, I'm pretty sure there's an ex-Doctor Who in there and I'm pretty sure the wonderful actress, which I've forgotten her name because she's absolutely stunning and I love her and she's got a really great name, but I can't remember who it is, but the one from my family. Okay, so that you are correct. Great. So Peter Capaldi. Yes. And Zoe Wanamaker. Yes, brilliant. Are two. And that's probably the pair I would want to go and see, to okay. be honest, if I could. Yeah. I've got a friend who fancies one of the other ones, the younger man. Um, well, we have Sheila Etim and Ivana Jeremias. We've got Peter Capaldi, Zoe Wanamaker, Amari Douglas and Russell Tovey. I think we're, they're the ones that Roddy and I are going to go and oh, see. Cool. Anna Maxwell Smart um, and, oh, sorry, Anna Maxwell Martin and Chris O'Dowd um, are Is another Chris parent. O'Dowd the one from Years and Years, that TV show? He's what? from the IT crowd. He's from loads uh, of things. Oh, yeah, no, Chris, yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah, brilliant yeah. as well. Oh, brilliant pairing, though. Oh, they, all of them. It's all going to be fantastic. That's yeah. why we've been recommending people go and see the show. Okay, so... Um, we're so gonna, I do, get, do I get three out of five for that? Yeah, you do. Okay, Congratulations. Right. Well done. Um, we're going to squeeze into the vault now, okay? Don't forget your coffee. Here we go. Oh. Have you got it? Quick... Get in quick. Oh. Close the door. That's it. Cool. All right. All right. So on our little roller decks, we have the letter C. Okay. So 
what would you like to talk about? A musical starting with the letter C. Okay, right. Well, we've we've been talking about musicals that are kind of shaped the landscape and been kind of kind of influential to the historical landscape of musical theatre. So I'm going to go for Company. Okay. um, By Stephen Song. Ultimately, uh, most people would probably have know a song from it, um, but quite a lot of people might not have seen it. Um, Mm. It's actually one of the first concept musicals that kind of led the way to these kind of musicals, not necessarily being telling a story in a logical kind of linear way, but actually um, having songs and themes that kind of were kind of, kind of felt separate, but they kind of, Joined together. Yeah, joined together in in a big idea. So it's, it's mainly by about a guy called Robert. He's a single man. Um, It's written by Stephen Sondheim, End of sixties, so we can understand the context of that going. Um, but it was um, came on Broadway in nineteen seventy in New York. Um, Robert is a single man, un- unable to commit fully to a steady relationship, um, and he's kind of uh, turning thirty. So it kind of pins all of these kind of small little kind of snippets of scenes are all based around Robert's thirty fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the context back then, a man thirty five, very al- eligible, you know could marry anyone possibly would be on the bachelor nowadays for yes uh, yes yeah. and you know today you know that would be kind of fine but you know all of his friends who are married and got in couples would be kind of questioning his choices and stuff like that sure um and so it's kind of like made up of very small little kind of scenes um about all these different kind of uh, relationships and stuff so it's still quite poignant today so people mm-hmm. can see how it still makes statements about marriage and about, you know, uh, being single. Expectations. Expectations. But because it was originally written at the end of the 60s, it's kind of was a little bit dated. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was actually the 2018 revival that we've both seen. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, And that was, uh, famously, it was directed by Marianne Elliott, award-winning, and sadly the Broadway kind of run, because it was transferring over in 2020, Mm. kind of got obviously delayed by the thing. I think it's going to reopen very soon, or if Mm. it's not already. Um, But the original production actually turned Bobby into a female. Yeah, Um, the role reversals. Yeah, Rosalie Craig. Rosalie Craig. Rosalie Craig, sorry, was playing uh, Bobby. And I think what's incredible about this, and probably only possible because the composer's still alive and he's very open-minded, was that Seam Sondheim allowed them to basically do gender swaps in so many different roles. So instead of all the couples being straight white couples we had suddenly you know a, a gay couple um in it and obviously because bobby is now a girl the th- the three muses the three girls that were basically originally um possible marriage material for robert are now men yeah um and the song that we're going to play is actually this very interesting it's like the beverly sisters song kind of yeah, isn't it the andrew sisters uh, oh, sorry yeah, yeah andrew sisters um where you've got this usually it's sung with three girls yeah um and i suppose in many respects this is what's so lovely where a director takes materials and kind of contextualizes it, modernizes it for a, a new audience, mm. where they take some of the kind of difficulties out of the original production because it was written in, you know, mm. well, over 50 years ago, and actually modernize it for a new audience where um, it still can relate to us. Um, and it does. And we do, you know, yeah. directors do it with Shakespeare all the time. But the difference is, is that's out of copyright. And what's so wonderful about this is Sondheim allowed them to do it. Which is incredible. So let's have a listen to that song called You Can Drive a Person Crazy. My life is totally prepared for a gigantic change right now. I'm genuinely ready to be married. Right then, why aren't you? 
Right. 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 You could drive a person crazy. You could drive a person mad. First you make a person feel all hazy. So a person could be had. Then you leave a person dangling sadly outside your door, which it only makes a person gladly want you even more. I could understand a person if she said to go away. I could understand a person if she happened to be gay. You think? Do I know? Nah. But worse than that, a person that titillates a person and then leaves him flat is crazy. She's a troubled person. She's a truly crazy person herself. Dirty flirt. You feminist. I just don't understand. That time in a month. When a person's personality is personable, she should not have sit in her butt. It's harder than a matador coercing a bull to try to get you out of your rut. So single and attentive and attractive a chick is everything a person could wish. But turning off a person is the act of a chick who likes to pull the hooks out of fish. Knock, knock, is anybody there? Knock, knock, it really isn't fair. Not fair, not fair. Knock, knock, I'm working on my Bobby, 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 you could drive a person frantic. You could blow a person's cool. Like you get a person all romantic. Why you make him feel a fool? But uh, when a person says you just don't get her, that's when you're good. You impersonate a person better than a zombie should. I could understand a person if she wasn't good in bed. She's good. No, no shit. I could understand a person if she actually was dead. Ba -da -da -da. Exclusive you, elusive you. Will any person ever get the juice of you? You're crazy. You're a troubled person. You're a moving, deeply maladjusted, never to be trusted, crazy person. You're sad. It's interesting, Mark, because, you know, we listening to that. The original harmonies of the females yeah. were far more complicated. Yeah. So they've actually simplified it for the boys. I know that sounds a bit crazy, but it, it works brilliantly. Yeah. But I have so much more respect for the original females who sang the original arrangement because yeah. that's so much harder than that. I was going to say there's some great clips on YouTube, including okay. including the recording of the original album with Stephen oh, Sondheim and that, right. that particular song and how difficult it was to get it right. Okay, but also there's a great concert version. I've forgotten his name, but um, with a New York uh, concert version of it. So if you want to see the show, there's a whole concert version of it with Brilliant. some amazing stars and I can't remember their names, but like search it out. Fantastic. We interrupt your regular broadcast to bring you this important news bulletin. River Radio has arrived. Beautiful. Tell your friends. But don't forget to wear your mask. That's right. <laughs> now to continue with the tape recording. Still to come on Stage Door, find out if you correctly managed to name that show. But now, on to our Spotlight interview. <laughs> 
as I mentioned earlier, we have the wonderful, now I've got to get this right. Do you want Maximilian Marston or just Max Marston? I think Max is fine, Joe. Is that all right? Okay. That's... Save you the trouble of having to say it throughout the whole, the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So Max Marston, you are an actor and you are currently touring with the Lord Chamberlain's men all around the country doing Shakespeare, which is very exciting. Now, how long have you been with this particular company? So I auditioned for the Lord Chamberlain's Men in 2019 for their production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. And after a few rounds of auditions, I was eventually cast as Oberon and Theseus. Um, The company's always made up of seven actors each year. So we multi-role, which, you know, is, is, is quite a challenge, but it's definitely... You know, an incredible experience. We do something like 75 venues over wow. four months, normally doing five or six shows a week. And that includes building the set and taking it down, which is, you know, a fair feat in itself. <laughs> it weighs over two tons, I think. It's a, it's a heavy thing. So it normally takes us about an hour to put up the set and about 45 minutes to take down. And that's a fine, finely oiled machine at this point. So. <laughs> and of course, 45 minutes to get it down again is just so that you can get to the pub as quickly as possible. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's a good incentive. Yeah, you must be shattered by the time you've performed and done that. Absolutely. You know, especially this year, it's just a blessing to really be able to perform at all. So I count myself very lucky every time I step out on stage. That's awesome. So how many of the cast are with you this year for the Macbeth tour? So the company re-auditions for every show it does. They want to find the best suiting actor for each character. And obviously the characters change depending on which play you're going to do. So Mm. I was asked back after having done uh, the tour in 2019, playing Oberon. I was asked back to be Macduff and second weird sister and, (laughs) and first murderer and servant. So I've got four parts this year uh, in Macbeth, which, which is fantastic. I, I especially enjoy playing the weird sister. Um, all right. I guess I should say quickly that the Lord Chamberlain's men are an all-male company. Yeah, I kind of got that from the title, but yeah, thanks for <laughs> clarifying for our <laughs> listeners. When you do uh, some of the other characters, do we have to use our imagination or is the costume changes or how do we see that? So there are some very, very fast costume changes. Uh, okay. Sometimes I wish the audience could see what was going on backstage because... I think it's just as much of a show as what's going on on stage. Uh, awesome. there's, there's one particular costume change that I do coming out of Murderer going into Weird Sister, where I'm also playing a drum at the same time backstage. So that's a bit of a challenge. Sorry. I think someone should film that at some point just so we can see it as well. That would be cool. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'll send that through to you. And as well as the costume changes, I mean, for my Weird Sister, I'm wearing something like four layers and a, a hat and fake hair coming out huge thick woolen dress on which is great in this lovely summer weather that we're experiencing <laughs> at the moment <laughs> um, yeah yeah so the costume definitely helps but as well as the costumes we have obviously you know we, we do a lot of characterization work in the rehearsal period so rehearsals are five weeks so you know we'll we'll engage in sort of animal studies talking about our characters backstories mm. all, all sorts of things there who's the director peter stickney he's also the artistic director and the owner and producer of the lord chamberlain's men oh fantastic so he's got his hand over everything making sure everything is exactly as it should be precisely he's great he's he's very passionate about about the work which really mm. comes through in the rehearsal room and i think then obviously bleeds onto stage as well. So the Lord Chamberlain's Men has been around for some time. I remember hearing about them, but I don't know why I've heard about them. So what's the background? Sure. So the original company was set up in the 1590s. They were the group that Shakespeare 
originally wrote for mm -hmm. uh, back uh, in the Elizabethan era for a lot of his career as a writer. And he was actually a an actor with them as well. He wasn't only a playwright. The original company has long since stopped. I can't remember the exact date when they finished, but the company in its current form was set up again about 17 years ago. Uh, so, and it's been going since, and it's trying to sort of recreate the experience, what it would have been like to have seen Shakespeare's plays performed in Shakespeare's day. Amazing. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Wow. Now, all your venues are outside, aren't they? Correct. Yeah. I believe there's one that we're going to do that's indoors, I think, but it's an outdoor theatre company. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And so what happens when the weather isn't so fantastic? <laughs> well... For a play like Macbeth, it can actually add to the atmosphere. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the British public, they know what they're signing up for, booking an outdoor theatre ticket. So, you know, you get people turning up with all sorts of preparation, anoraks and umbrellas and what have you. And I think they get some sort of enjoyment if it does start to rain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, they quite enjoy it in a weird way mm. because I think, you know, they think, oh, well, we're all in it together. The actors are up on stage. They have to get through it. You know, we'll hunker down and get through it as well. And like I say, for a play like Macbeth, we had a performance in, in Solihull, just, just near Birmingham, a few about a month ago. And the first line of the play is, when shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning or in rain? And literally, as one of my fellow actors said, in thunder, this huge thunderclap that erupted over us, which you would never get in an indoor venue. And, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better gift, actually, as yeah. an actor. You know, the audience sort of erupted into applause. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must have been so excited. Yeah, it's oh. almost like you're controlling the element. <laughs> yeah. So, Max, I remember the first professional show that you did was Carmen, wasn't it, at the Union Theatre? Am I right? Yes, that's correct. And I was thrilled to see you doing so well. You're not just an actor that I've randomly chosen to interview. You are somebody that, you know, I really care about your future and what you're doing because, you know, came to Jam Theatre Company to do some training as well before you went out and trained even more to be the professional that you are. So it's really great to see that you're doing this. Tell us a little bit about your journey in general as an actor. So I grew up in the Netherlands. I was there from when I was 10 to when I was 18. And I'd always, for as long as I can remember, sounds a little cliche, when I say it, but I've always wanted to be an actor. And having not been in the UK and in the sort of theatre scene, not really having my finger on the pulse as much as I would have liked, I think Jam offered an incredible route for me to sort of get into that world and provided me with a fantastic foundation of training, which I still use and carry with me to this day. So I obviously did the foundation course at Jam, was taught by many fantastic professionals such as yourself. And following on from that, I went to Lambda, where I did another foundation course in acting. I then did a two-year intensive BA in acting at the Court Theatre Training Company. And following on from that, when I graduated in 2017, like you say, I'd got my first professional job at the Union Theatre doing Carmen, and that was January 2018. So it didn't, didn't take too long, luckily. And since then, I've been trying to go from strength to strength. Especially around this interruption of COVID as well. You've pretty much worked really consistently. Yeah, you know, when people say, oh, you know, what's it like being an actor? You know, what does it take? You do need to be committed. It needs to be your passion, definitely. You know, people can tell you that until they're blue in the face, but until you've really experienced it, 
that's what it takes for you to realize it. So, you know, I have part-time jobs between gigs as well to keep me ticking over. But yeah, I've definitely, I've acted more than I have not, which is in, in this COVID time as well, a real fortunate place to be in. Absolutely. No, obviously it's a credit to you and your skill clearly as well. And you're also a very accomplished musician. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> and you've often had to use your instruments, your musicality in your shows as well. You mentioned briefly that in Macbeth, you're playing drum. Is Do you do anything else? So I sing in Macbeth as well. Um, That tuition that I got from you from singing (laughs) has proved very, very useful. Uh, I play piano as well, which I've used in a few shows, I would say. And I've taught myself guitar, which actually started again at Jam because I remember the final show, The Wedding Singer. I had to learn a few chords. I think D, A, G. I think (laughs) the chords I had to learn. And since then, I've sort of taught myself acoustic and electric. Oh, The Wedding Singer. I remember you once again having to move set and... You dropped a bit of staging on your foot and ended up with a broken toe and having to perform. The day before we opened. Oh, my word, the memories. But what a <laughs> committed actor that you are. Um, now, listen, really quickly before we head off, and obviously Roddy's listening to this, and Roddy taught you acting as well at Jam, so he's going to love hearing all about what you're doing. Now, let's have a look at the dates that the Lord Chamberlain's um, men's Macbeth is coming near the Thames Valley. So I can see that you're in Hatchlands Park in Guildford on the 1st of August, the Vine in Basingstoke in the 7th of August, and the Royal Ascot Golf Club on the 29th of August. So there's some really close ones to us. The website to book any of your shows is TLCM, which stands for the Lord Chamberlain's Men. Uh, .co.uk so tlcm.co.uk and how many venues are all together in this tour between 70 and 80 that's yeah. incredible that's absolutely awesome finishing up in Europe as well oh yeah. whereabouts so we're off to Norway uh, for a week and then we go to the Netherlands after that <gasps> that must be so nice for you having your family being able to come and see it bit of a homecoming yeah <laughs> oh wow really interesting so that's the vine basingstoke royal ascot golf club and guildford park there's also london venues as well that they can look up so many places on that website tlcm.co.uk and really good prices so it's a lovely thing to do for the family sitting outside taking your umbrella just in case it won't rain it won't rain i'm really looking forward to seeing this when's your last performance in the uk third of september Fantastic. Thank you so much, Max, for joining us on River Radio uh, on our stage show program where we talk about all these amazing shows that are happening around the UK and meeting wonderful actors like yourself. And hopefully our River Radio audience can come and listen and support you guys as well as you go on tour. Thank you, Joe. Very welcome. Okay, so this is our last opportunity to name that show. Let's listen to that one more time. Okay, so hopefully, Mark, you know what that is. And the show that that song comes from is Rent. Rent, yes. <laughs> Rent by Jonathan Larson, and the song is Take Me or Leave Me. It's a fab- fabulous duet between Maureen and Joanne. Okay, so that's it from us today. I hope you've had a good time, Mark. Thanks for hosting with me. I've had a great time. I hope you have a great holiday next week. 
Well, no. <laughs> I might not be here, but I am doing workshops at Jam for okay. kids. And then in the evenings, I'm doing an adult singing course. So if anybody out there is interested, feel free to come and get in contact with me at joe at jam 